Greetings to all you sexy serpents out there. I guess that's the greeting we're going with today. Um, I hope you all are having a good day. Um, there are so many children out and about today. There's, there's a soccer, well, there's always soccer games on Saturdays. And so that's why I'm not filming, not filming, uh, recording this at the park. I actually found a way to access this frog pond that I'm obsessed with, and I am going to be here all the time. I, it's so peaceful here. I saw two ducks. I did accidentally scare them, but I do hope they come back. But what I was confused by is that there's a lot of children screaming from the opposite direction from where the soccer games are. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe there's more soccer games. Because there's a park that way too, I think. But I don't know. Um, not gonna lie to you guys. My spirits are not high today. Um, not gonna lie to you, D. Uh, I am so, so moved, so moved, so moved, so tired. Um, so tired of everyone's bullshit. <laughs> on top of just normal exhaustion. Um, Things are very overwhelming. I'm not feeling very hopeful about everything and anything. Um, but alas, here I am. Uh, welcome to today's episode of the Sexually Anxious Podcast, hosted by Micah, aka me, your locally renowned sexy anxious mess. I hope you all have been well. Like I said, um not been a good week for me, y'all. <laughs> like, I have... What were some highs? Oh, my best friend is back from Texas, and I'm so excited. We're having a picnic tomorrow. That is my high. Um, the rest has been a lot. Uh, work has not been great. Um, yesterday, I screamed for the first time in my life. Like, genuinely blood-curdling scream uh, after I got off of work. <laughs> so if that tells you anything about how that's going. Um, yeah. Lost my screaming virginity over Red Lobster. <laughs> this week's episode is going to be me ranting about all of my favorite media because I keep teasing the fact that I'm I mean, like, I feel like in every episode, I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast episode about that, but I want to get this one out of the way because I'm going to keep referencing it over and over and over again until I do it. And, you know, after me having posted this, I'm going to refer back to it all the time, but, you know, at least I will have done it at that point. (laughs) But I'm going to be talking about movies, music, art, books, etc. A lot of my favorite content creators, and the like. Um, This is because my three favorite musical artists are releasing singles at the same time. Oh my gosh, the wind. (laughs) Um, They're releasing music at the same time, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, It seems to be like a a trend for every so often uh, a group of people that I listen to are dropping music at the very same day uh on the very same day um and i'm so excited um to start my favorite musical artists are sarah kinsley the king the giver the goddess herself um lefe the jazz queen literally if she asked me to marry her right now i would without a second thought um and Fukia, queer icon for fucking sure she's so swag so hot her music videos are so beautiful and like crunchy but like in a good way i don't know what i mean by crunchy but like it's good i love her music videos um i was definitely in love with her during early quarantine uh i don't want to talk (laughs) i'm in love with all my favorite artists to be honest um Sarah Kinsley is releasing her single Love God on May 12th and needless to say I'm foaming at the mouth waiting for it especially after her latest release of Oh No Darling Sarah Kinsley is so talented I swear all of her music makes me feel like I transcend time and space 
reality no longer affects me. It is just me and this beautiful, intricate music. She produces all of her own music, too, which is so fucking cool. And she's incredible at it. I, I can't even fathom how someone learns how to do that by themselves. And is just so brilliant at it. I, I don't even know. Um, she recently produced a song for a friend of hers, I believe. I literally follow this friend. But I don't remember her name. I think her name might be Jackie, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I promise I'm a fan. <laughs> but I I keep forgetting to listen to the music that she produced for her friend. Um, it's on my list. I have such I have a lot of content that I need to get through. But the clips that I have heard of this song, Chef's Kiss, beautiful. I, oh my gosh, wonderful. I, the production, and like the, oh my gosh. I had my phone on silent this whole day until now, like about 10 minutes ago. I, and then I spontaneously decided, you know what, I'm gonna record a podcast now instead of this evening because work is probably going to be ass again. And because uh, there were so many kids at the park, I forgot about the Saturday soccer games, um, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do the podcast episode later, because I can't do it when it's so loud at the park, and also, I'm not gonna curse around so many children, um, I did pass a soccer ball back to, like, a three-year-old, and I felt pretty cool, (laughs) the three-year-old was like, oh my gosh, mommy, look, I was like, oh my gosh, I passed it like a foot to you. <laughs> and it wasn't even like graceful or anything. It was it was not good. But I did it and this three year old was freaking the fuck out. He was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this big kid just passed me a ball. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyways, I think that it's truly a treasure to find music artists that seem to be made made of music simply made of music um there's a difference in my mind between people who just make music and those who seem to have music bleeding from them and i definitely believe that both parties can make outstanding and terrible music but it's the way that those made of music feel their own music that i i find beautiful like if they're performing it you can just see that it like something comes over them and it's just they are the song i don't know how else to describe it but i think it is just gorgeous um and if you couldn't already guess i think sarah kinsley i think of sarah kinsley as one who is made of music the way that she experiences her own music is something that i think is wildly precious and something that makes the music feel more intimate if that makes sense um, another person that I think is made of music is Ethan Bortnick, by the way. He's an incredible pianist. I wish he made more music that featured his skill set more, uh, more heavily. Uh, but alas, I'm, I'm happy to watch his growth and artistry regardless. I do enjoy his songs. I do think the best song he's ever made was uh, Cut My Fingers Off. I think that is an excellent song that features his skill set. Um, his more recent songs I do like, however, I want there to be more piano. I want it to be a more focal point. But alas, I'm not here to criticize Ethan Bortnick. I'm so very happy. He's on tour right now, and I'm so excited for him. I'm, yeah. I I want the future to bring him only good things. Um, Sarah Kinsley, I don't think is capable of making bad music. I simply don't believe it possible. I stand by every single one of her songs till the day I die. Um, my favorite song of all time of her, like, in general, like, of all time, my favorite song is The King by Sarah Kinsley. It's also my favorite song of hers, obviously. Um, so my other favorite songs of hers are um, Over and Under, Cypress, Hills of Fire, of course, the sister song to The King. Um, oh No Darling is a recent that a uh, recent one that came up into my favorites I was, it's the the cover art for it is magical ethereal i don't understand 
Um, and then, and then, oh, I'm missing one. Oh, the giver. The giver is just so painfully beautiful. Oh my gosh. But yes, those are my favorites. Um, I will, I, I just, I'm, I'm never going to get over any of them, but the king especially, I just, I'm obsessed with it. I, I will forever be obsessed with it. No one, no one can get me to believe otherwise. <laughs> or think otherwise, I suppose. Every single song, though, that she makes is just dripping in layers of decadent beauty. Like, the strings, the piano, the guitar, the drums, the drums! <laughs> wow, just, just wow, just wow. Oh my gosh, I see one of my roommates. Please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. I haven't seen proof of life of this roommate in, like, weeks. Um, what are you even holding? Oh my gosh, she's holding, like, a cup. But I don't think the cup is a lid. I completely forgot what this roommate looks like. Wow. Crazy. This is wild. <laughs> the only proof of life I have of him ever is hearing him game in the late night. But I haven't seen him in ages. Wow. Wild. But anyways, don't even get me started on her use of the contact mic, y'all. The contact mic is the greatest thing to ever happen to Sarah Kinsley. I, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Ah, she truly amazes me. I, I love her mind. I'm fascinated by how she is able to conjure up such breathtaking pieces. I, like, because I am, I would consider myself a poet. Like, I do write poems, and I have a natural leaning towards literature like i'm i'm very gravitated towards it uh i would consider myself pretty good at like english was always my f best and favorite subject in school so i would consider myself pretty decent you know um and i also am a choir kid i love music i also I was in band for about four years um and so like i am very musically inclined and i also have that sort of I want to I keep wanting to say inkling but that's not the right word to use here um I gravitate towards to like, like pretty much both halves of songwriting and pretty like making a song but my brain cannot comprehend how how one would do i'm not i'm not particularly interested in making songs i don't want to do it uh but when i was younger i definitely did try with <laughs> a friend of mine to like come up with silly songs even like i just couldn't do it i couldn't figure it out um and i i i know that there's something to be said about like practicing and just eventually you'll get it but it's very difficult, and so it, it adds to the real confusion, I suppose, that I have. Or, like, just, I'm in awe. I'm stunned by people who can do it. Because, like, I, I can write. I can write forever. Um, and I can also sing forever. I, would, I love singing. I love music. And I, I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> can't yet. But I also don't really want to try I'm not interested in it but like still you know it that's it just it's stunning to me um Sarah Kinsley's also super gorgeous herself and I'm in love with her I treat her better than all the people the giver was about just saying Sarah Kinsley if you're listening I mean like you're obviously listening to this because you are this podcast is for sexiest people on the planet and um obviously you fit the bill um so, so if you're listening you should call me like uh. <laughs> I like I like being a little delusional and like you know everyone that I ever love is going to listen to this and just fall in love with me you know, that that's really the uh the purpose of this podcast. Um it should be called Getting Celebrities to Fall in Love with Me, featuring the sexiest person on the planet. Um 
if I edit this podcast, if I did it all, that would be cut out, just so you know. But because I don't edit this podcast, you all are being treated to that. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, anyways, moving on to another absolutely ravishing person who makes music that makes me feel warm and beautiful is Leve. I love Leve, y'all. Wow, I fucking love jazz. I love jazz so much. as my heart and soul forever, and I think she does a phenomenal job of creating gorgeous jazz pieces. Also, her newest album, At the Symphony, is incredible. Wow, I was just blown away. Transported into a movie. I can't even begin to describe how wonderful the addition of an entire symphony to already really lovely songs was. It, oh my gosh, oh, I, I dream of it. <laughs> my only complaint is that she did not perform Above the Chinese Restaurant, which is my favorite song of hers ever. And she didn't perform with the symphony, which is a bummer. But like, I get it, it's fine. These people are knocking on every door and it's really making me nervous. Lately, there's been a lot of um, not not great things coming from that and uh i better not be witnessing something that uh, is going to be making headlines because that would be bad i would like to not be that um but i think above the chinese restaurant deserves the absolute most uh but i am biased she has so many really really great songs what are these people doing i'm so concerned right now they don't look like mormons like at all but you know maybe they're a little bit more inclusive nowadays (laughs) um but anyways where am i where where was i um just really really lovely i love leve so much i also think leve and um yunia her twin sister's style is marvelous they look so cool always i what is that noise jeez there's so many things that are distracting me today i i just have a view of a lot of a lot of tomfoolery i suppose but anyways um Oh, Leve's upcoming single that is coming out on May 11th is called From the Start, and I am on the edge of my seat trembling for this release. Um, she teased one of the verses on TikTok, and I am in love. I'm so ready for this next era of hers. If, if, ah, if she wanted to start an era with me, <laughs> my DMs are open. <laughs> that is going to be a reoccurring joke. I hope you all are prepared for <laughs> I hope y'all prepare for it. Um, so, just saying, who again is obviously listening to this podcast, I'm really cool and I'd share all of my Clementines with you. Clementine? Clementines! I can't talk. Um, although I wish to never part from Leve, I must move on to talk about my favorite Dutch singer-songwriter, Fruke, the bisexual icon herself, just announced that her new single, Nach het Licht, is coming out on the 12th as well. Uh, I love when all my favorites release music at the same time. It's so exciting. Um, like People get excited for the Met Gala. I get excited for the day all my artists release at the same time like that is that was a weird set i don't i don't think i really properly filled out that sentence um and so it sounded real gross i i promise that is not what was intended but i'm not gonna correct it <laughs> it's a lot of work um Fuka's last album is one of my favorite albums of all time it's such an interesting branch of indie pop music that i feel like I feel like I hadn't really been exposed to before. Like, obviously, I, I listen to a lot of music. And so, and, like, my my biggest genre that I, I listen to is indie pop, uh, followed by jazz. So, it's, it's, I've, I've listened to a lot of indie pop. I feel like I have a general gist as to, like, the different kinds of sounds that are in that genre. But I don't know some of the some of the songs that 
Fuke has on her album Eitzenich is just, I, I feel like I hadn't heard that. I hadn't been exposed to something like that before, and it was really exciting. You know, I thought it was really cool. Um, it's fantastic. So good. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, it's just, I, I don't even know. I want to say magical, but it's not like floaty or like ethereal. It's more just like, I don't even know. Y'all just have to listen to it because it was a great experience. <laughs> her latest release, which I do quite like, I didn't like it as much as a lot of her other music, but. I remain firm that her lyricism is amazing, and also the imagery of her music videos, ridiculous. It is amazing. I don't, I, I don't usually love music videos, um, but I make it a point to watch every single one of hers, as they are gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Um, my favorite is Ombuzona, which, I'll, like, although Nitsuzu deserves a mention for sure. The kiss. I mean, come on. I'm a sucker for flowers and hot women in suits. What can I say? Um, but Omuzona, I just think the the color work on that music video was just beautiful. I don't know. And it was relatively simple. But I just thought the imagery was great. And her latest music video, um, beautiful. I thought that was awesome. I think the, the title is, uh, also called Foss. Oh my gosh, alarm. <laughs> I forget that my phone makes noise now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think my favorite music video of all time, though, is the Found My Friends Haley Kiyoko music video. Holy shit. Everything about that video is perfect and beautiful. Stunning. Um, it doesn't help that Haley Kiyoko is also really hot. Um, I've been obsessed with her from like Wizards of Waverly Place, Lemonade Mouth, Scooby Doo Days. We love lesbian Jesus infinitely. Um, another honorable mention uh, in the music department. I am infatuated with. Oh, other honorable mentions in the music department. I am infatuated with. I don't know if I said that right, but my brain did not comprehend it well, <laughs> so I had to say it again. Um, but other honorable mentions. Uh, are the fucking song Maria from West Side Story. Holy shit, it has a chokehold on me. I can't stop listening to it. I just adore the song so much. Also from West Side Story is the Something's Coming song. Holy moly, it's so good. The versions that are on uh, the, 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 the versions that are on Spotify are not my favorites. Uh, I've definitely heard other versions of the song that I like better. But, um... They're not really, like, recorded and up uploaded anywhere. They're just, like, videos of people singing the song. I just, ah, uh, I want, I don't even, I don't remember the names of the people. But, god damn, they're so good. So much better. I mean, I love the recorded versions, but, uh, wow. Wow. I can't stop listening to those songs. I... I lost my voice actually a couple days ago because I was just belting Maria so so much at the park when it was empty. Um, I was on a bad day, y'all. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, me losing my voice because I was like scream singing Maria. <laughs> not good, not good. I like never lose my voice either. My voice just hurts usually, but I don't tend to lose it very often, and so that was interesting there's been a lot of screaming this this week or like almost screaming and then yesterday screaming for the first time ever it was it was a wild i was a little concerned <laughs> um also moving on to more honorable mentions uh the album bravado by morgan the album comfortably in pain by dora jar uh lizzie mcalpine as a whole but especially the songs all my ghosts and of course ceilings I would, say, I would add Doomsday, but I can't listen to it because my emetophobia is too severe for that. Uh, I actually have a playlist on Spotify. It's called, uh, oh my gosh, what's it called? Five Seconds Flat, Emetophobia Safe Version. Because I love that album, but I cannot listen to Doomsday. I really tried for a long time because I think it's a beautiful song, but I just, I can't, I can't deal with the emetophobia. It, 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 uh, it was real bad for me. <laughs> But 
Anyways, another album that I enjoy is A Flooding Within You by Berlou. Berlou? Um, I'm not exactly sure how to say that. Um, I think it's also really great. Uh, Estine and Bente are also incredible Dutch artists. Arina Sawayama, Lana Lubani, MX17, and literally any jazz music ever that I've ever listened to, I recommend. <laughs> um, except the... the the jazz music I was listening to last episode. That was not good. I mean, like, it was still jazz, it was fine, but I. It was definitely my least favorite jazz I've ever heard. So, you know. Take, do with that what you will. Um. I could really keep going with the artists I recommend, but this podcast would be like six hours long, and I do not want to be talking for that long, and I also have to go to work soon, so branching now into my favorite youtubers though y'all already fucking know my favorite sexy lady maddie drawsback i love her she and i are one we have the same brain i have never felt so seen so many areas of thought that i have since discovering her videos i'm in love let's get married maddie please i'm begging you i cook and read although i don't like reality tv i love hearing you talk about it I also like living alone so we could like be neighbors and she she posted a story today where she was like uh I don't know how I'm ever going to live with someone if we get married like I we're gonna have to be neighbors and I'm like I can do that I can I would love oh my gosh a ladybug (gasps) ladybugs have been loving me lately I don't know what it is but they've been just flocking to me and it's weird I'm a little concerned by it but also now I get to say the ladies love me and it's real fun what's that oh my gosh that's a old tiktok not tiktok old musically sound um i'm trying to get tan for the ladies <laughs> i'm trying to get tan for them <laughs> i miss musically musically was so fun um i guess that's on topic it's my favorite media i wouldn't call musically my favorite but it was real fun while it lasted but I'll stop. <laughs> I'll save my proposal to Maddie Drawsback when my phone rings with a New York area code. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Maddie Drawsback. <laughs> Again, the sexiest person on the planet, so you're obviously listening to this. So, anyways. Yeah. I love Maddie Drawsback so much. I discovered her videos, I think, at exactly the right time for me. I don't wish to have started watching her videos sooner as i think when i was introduced to her she had just started an incredible evolution of self and her content aligned so perfectly to things i had always thought about and never found anyone else who thought the same way and it seemed like the progression her journey like her evolution of current self i suppose um it very much aligned with me and my journey so far and so like I would start thinking about things and then she just happened to I'm not this is not me saying that I'm like a prophet or anything or like I am almighty and I have such interesting and intellectual thoughts and so that I'm thinking about these things before Maddie or whatever I'm just saying like it just happened to coincide with the timing of her releasing content about said things that I had been thinking about or she would um release things about content that I have always been thinking about and never really had anyone to talk about it with you know and it was so cool it was I felt so seen (laughs) I think my first video of hers was her recreating outfits saved to Pinterest boards titled quote-unquote when I'm skinny as a size 16 uh, I, I loved her energy, and I was immediately invested in consuming all her content, um, and I've been so grateful to see her growth as a person and to see her energy just blossom forth from her, embracing herself completely. She is someone I heavily, heavily, res- he- heavily, heavily resonate with, and someone I admire so much. Um, the visual artistry she maintains in every single fucking video is mind-blowing to me. I'm a very visual person. Um, also known as a Pinterest hoe, and the way her brain works to create these frames and edit them so perfectly is incredible. Oh my gosh. Like, 
sorry, I was, like, about to sneeze for a moment. Um, <laughs> spring is negating my, my allergy medication so completely that I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. But, like, I have talked about on here that I hate editing. I hate editing so much. But I have not gone into depth about why and also just oh my gosh that spider is so speedy what the heck why do you move like that that's so weird Ugh, gross <laughs> i'm sorry spider i respect your way of living but can you live away from me please <laughs> why do you move like that i feel like i'm bullying the spider i feel bad <laughs> but anyways i just i hate editing so much and she just it, it it blows my mind whenever I can whenever YouTubers are saying like oh I love the editing process it like like Nicole Raffi this talks about all the time how much she loves editing and I'm like how can you love editing how can you do that that is it's it's the worst thing in the world I hate it so much but Maddie Drospec's editing style I just I love so entirely it's so good and. It's just so beautiful. I don't know. Everything she makes so perfectly resonates within my desire to seek out aesthetic imagery as well as video essays about anything and everything. Um, it doesn't help that she also happens to touch on topics that really hit hard for me. Or like ones that I think about or ones that are in line with the way I think about things, you know? So, it's just very interesting. I love I love that her content is something that I find myself thinking about for days and weeks after. Um, she's living a life quite adjacent to some of my dreams. And it was so lovely to see how her life manifests, seeing that living and healing and loving is so possible. She's truly a bleeding heart, and I feel so incredibly lucky to be able to feel so connected and aligned with someone, even without knowing them. Um, I love knowing that there is someone out there like me, who is embracing all of these things that I think about all the time, and I think she is the main factor in me embracing my sensitivity and feelings more. Um, she also has a podcast called Emotionally Online, and it, it, was, it is my favorite thing. It is my favorite podcast by far. I have to save it for days that I am off, so I feel like I can truly ex listen and experience it for all it has to offer. Like, it comes out on Fridays. And I'll get the notification, I'll be like, oh no, I want to listen to it so bad, but I have work on Fridays, and so I have to wait until either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday when I'm, like, completely off to be able to listen and enjoy, you know? Because, like, I have to give the queen the attention she deserves. <laughs> um, Maddie Jospike is also the only YouTuber that I really have merch for. Like, I, I well, I, I have merch for... Dan and Phil, but it more just so like happened to me. It wasn't like something that I went out, like I I was seeking out, you know. Um, but my address book is the only YouTuber that I have really felt like merch was something that I needed to engage with. I do have other merch, but like I said, those have just kind of happened. Um, like I got a Dan and Phil tour bag for like three dollars when it was like so heavily clearance. Um, I don't think that I would have gotten it at full price, but that's nothing bad to say about them. I just, especially at the time, I didn't have money. Um, but also, I was just like, I don't know. I didn't feel very drawn to it. I also have um, Dan and Phil go outside. That was a gift to me. Um, one of my friends found it at Goodwill. Read, we read through it every day at lunch, um, in middle school, and then she just gave it to me for Christmas, and I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> I mean, I don't really celebrate Christmas, but, uh, it was a time for me to just give things to my friends that I really appreciated, and I took advantage of that, so. I, like, sort of celebrated Christmas in that aspect, so. Yeah, it was, so. I did, I do have an Emotionally Online t-shirt that I love so much. It is one of my favorite things that I own. The back is just so cool. I love it so much. Um, yeah. I just, I'm, I don't know. I've never had merch that were, was put out by YouTubers that I was just like, 
waiting, eagerly awaiting the drop, hoping beyond hope that, like, they would release more merch, or, like, that they would release merch in the first place, and that I would actually go out and purchase the merch, you know? That has only ever been Maddie that has had that effect on me. Um, and I just knew Maddie was going to create pieces that I thought were well worth the money, where everything I could want artistically from the clothing item and in general be just super fucking rad. Um, I'm a fan of a lot of people that I would buy their merch, uh, from, like, I, I, it's just that their merch is subpar. Like, if it was something that I thought was to the standard that I believe Maddie's to be, in a heartbeat, I would get all the merch. Um, her last drop was incredible, and she said that we could expect another in the summer sometime, and I'm so fucking ready. I'm so excited. Um, even the way she goes about the creation of merch aligns with my thought processes so well. Each set of merch is going to be dif- different, and her artistic eye is just phenomenal. I cannot wait to see the new merch. She did a little teaser today on the Emotionally Online podcast um, um, Instagram, and she she was teasing the sweatsuit, which I will not be getting because I do not want a sweatsuit, but it's so cool. It's so cool. Um... I swear, everyone else needs to get their merch game together. I want shirts and hoodies and sweaters with stuff on the back. Please, I'm begging you. And it's like, I don't want the shirts that have nothing on the front and then everything on the back. There needs to be attention to both sides of the shirt. But, like, I just, I hate when shirts don't have anything on the back. It's so boring. I want, I want something on the back of my shirt. It's so, like, but the, the, the shirts that I have that have something on the back are my favorites without a doubt i oh my gosh more people need to do it i don't think it's that hard it's not that hard you already came up with the design for the front just do something similar for the back Uh, right you know i saw a a piece of merch the other day that was literally just a plain black t-shirt with the tiniest little rectangle that had like a squiggle in it on the like nape of the neck of the shirt and that pissed me off so much. What on earth? And it was such an overpriced t-shirt. I don't even know whose it was. But god damn. I don't ugh, I don't love merch that is just a black or white t-shirt with like a silly little, like, I don't know. I don't know. I do love a good, like, silly little shirt. I have my fair share. But it's like, if you are going to sell merch, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than the average shirt. I can get silly little shirts at the goodwill you know like i i've gotten my silly little shirts at goodwill and that's been completely satisfactory um if i'm going to be paying like good money for a shirt i don't buy anything new if i'm going to be buying something new to rep a person that i feel connected with emotionally and it it better be something completely fucking rad that I cannot live without, you know? Like, I, ah, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I just want some spice. I, d- something that really feels like their soul was poured into it, you know? Like, I have no doubt that that's how all of Maddie Drospeck's merch will always be, you know? Because she just pays such attention to detail and she wants everything to feel just right she she feels so connected to all the art that she creates and she's just i don't know such a creatively driven person that i don't think like similarly to how i think that sarah kinsley can't make bad music i don't think that maddie drospeck can make bad merch or like a bad video i think uh, just creative genius i don't know um another one of my favorite youtubers is one i discovered very recently on youtube um, literally by YouTube saying, hey, people who watch Maddie Drospeck also watch this YouTuber. And this YouTuber happens to be called Nicole Raffi. I love her so much. Her delivery of content is so thoroughly amusing and simultaneously thoughtful. Um, I just love, 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 love. Um, I'm ecstatic that she has begun her video essay era, as I fucking love video essays. They are my all-time favorite videos to watch. Um, which, seeing as I have a podcast, makes perfect sense. Um, I believe my video introduction to Nicole was her most recent OCD video during her ginger era. 
Um, I felt so incredibly seen from that video, and again, I found her very funny. Um, instant subscriber. Uh, instant subscriber. <laughs> I had never really been exposed to media sharing the kind of OCD that I experience, which is more heavily obsession-based, and it felt like such a relief to hear someone talk about their experience with with that specific type of OCD. Um, which is why I definitely do plan on making an OCD episode of this podcast, because, wow, that video was so helpful for me. Um, Nicole also has a podcast called Talk Nasty to Me that I have been making my way through relatively slowly, I suppose. Um, but I do very much enjoy it. Um, I'm still in the midst of her episodes in quarantine, which I do like. It's good content, but quarantine was a sad time, and I, I do very much look forward to listening to her more recent ones. Uh, I don't know if she's doing, um, currently posting on a podcast, but she doesn't, she does have, uh, a fair few that are more recent than the ones that I'm still on, that I, I want to get to so bad. <laughs> um, anyways, some of my other favorite YouTubers are Jasmine Lee, our recent TED Talk queen, uh, Dustin Vong. King of the indie, indie movie aesthetic, the insanely talented with Wendy, Small Screens and LD Shadow Lady, the Minecraft Power Couple, uh, Daniel Hall and Fuller, of course, Kelsey Peach K, the Sims YouTuber to end all others, uh, Rachel Maxey, who also is an incredibly creatively talented individual, Anthony Padilla, interview extraordinaire, Lynn Trong, uh, my love love her so much and her cat so cute so much oh my god yes <laughs> yes um the ghost boys over at watcher steal a spotlight fashion icon uh ali sunvia i think that's how you say that name i think i'm, I'm assuming that her name is olivia but her handle is ali sunvia who does incredible video essays um and then a sunny book nook for only the best book recommendations, as well as some people who don't post anymore, like Best Dressed and May Pang, um, and some channels that no longer exist. Um, and, like, these are not counting all the YouTubers that I do love but don't watch anymore, you know? But these are the ones that I do watch um, and thoroughly enjoy. Um, I also watch larger company YouTubers like the Try Guys, Smosh, Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, etc. But y'all definitely already know who they are, so they're not as important to me to delve into on the spot. And like, there's definitely y'all know who Best Dressed is, and y'all know who um, Anthony Padilla is, but you know, they're not like big companies, so I wanted to include them still in the not big company genre category category that's the word i was looking for um i already mentioned two of the podcasts i enjoy earlier but some others i really enjoy are you can sit with us which feature the tri wives and matt as hosts and rainy on the ones and twos as they say um perfect person hosted by miles bonsignore um and the tripod which has been evolving into a plug which now has been pretty kind of fun pretty kind of fun what the fuck what is going on with me? Um, the tripod, which has been evolving into a plug now, which has been fun. There we go. Jesus. I would also like to mention, just in case Zach somehow finds this episode, I would like to- I would listen to Guilty Pleasures, but I don't watch movies very much. And I would like to mention, in case that Keith somehow finds this episode, I did used to listen to the podcast Lou Burger had making songs about celebrities, but y'all stop making episodes, and my life has never been complete again. Just kidding. Obviously, they're both listening to this podcast because they're sexy, and Zach has a lot of anxiety, so anyways. A podcast that I have just discovered is Digital Diary with Hannah Elise. Um, I'm very excited to start listening to this one. I actually just listened to the first episode today. Um, at the time I was making the script, I was, I had not yet, and so I was writing this purely based on vibes that I was getting from the initial, uh, discovery of the, the channel, I guess, um, profile, um, and I felt like it, it seemed as if it would align with a lot of the things that I think about and things that I would want to talk about on this podcast stuff like that 
and I mean, at this point I hadn't even started to listen to the podcast, but I, I knew I was going to resonate with it. Um, and I did listen to the podcast today and I can tell you that we are correct. And also I realized that Hannah Elise is the person that got Nicole Raffi to start YouTube. Uh, Nicole Raffi talked about Hannah Elise in one of her podcast episodes and I just forgot the name. And then details started coming up in the first episode of Hannah Elise's, uh, podcast, Digital Diary. And I was like, oh, hold on now. I don't even do this on purpose. This is fun. Um, ah, sorry. Also, I almost had to sneeze again. <laughs> I need to, like, there's a, it's a fine balance between wanting to do podcasts outside because nice nature. I love, I love being outside and also, uh, me being able to talk at a relatively normal volume. Um, and then also having to deal with allergies and sounds and things being distracting. So, you know, give and take. I, I'm not going to say that I'm always going to do outside episodes, but at least for now, I would like to. Because it is so nice out. I don't know. Um, but anyways, my favorite style of podcast is interpersonal reflection and thoughts about one's journey. Or just like, I don't know, just... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but basically just talking about feelings and things that one has been thinking about for a while or something like that. I don't know. I like personal podcasts. Um, I do also enjoy a good comedy podcast, but as the therapy friend who needs therapy, it's a really comfortable environment um, to have that sort of vibe to a podcast, and it tends to be when I feel the most thoughtful. Um, which is something I love. That's also why I like video essays so much. Um, because it makes me think. I love thinking. And so, podcasts and video essays really align with making me feel thoughtful. It's like when Sims take a thoughtful shower. That's me listening to a video essay or a podcast. <laughs> um, like, comedy podcasts and, like, more informational podcasts, I do enjoy... Like, obviously, I listen to The Tripod, and I used to listen to more true crime, which I don't I don't listen to true crime anymore, um, but I used to like listening to more factual-based stuff, um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't tend to think about those as thoughtfully as interpersonal stuff, so I, I've gravitated towards that genre, I suppose. Um, before I talk about movies and TV shows I adore, I do need to talk about my favorite Instagram influencers, as they're constantly blessing me, and I need y'all to be put on this stream of hotness. Um, my absolute favorite Instagram influencer that I haven't already mentioned in this podcast is Barbie's Clutter, aka Charlize Miradi. Miradi? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, it's a Middle Eastern name, I believe. I believe she has... She is Middle Eastern, but I'm not sure if her last name is Middle Eastern or if it's European. But regardless, I am sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, holy shit, y'all. I love her. Queer Middle Eastern excellence. She is my fashion inspiration beyond anyone else. She embraces her Middle Eastern heritage and her everyday fashion and is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Um, her and her twin sister, Madison, have a joint account called uh, Char period Mads, and I am simply obsessed. They are both so, so, so cool. Their aesthetic is off the charts, and they're also exceptionally beautiful. I don't know how that's allowed, but wow. Um, another Instagram influencer that I just, I found on TikTok, actually. She's so cool. Her name is Katie. Um, her Instagram handle is at C-A, the number eight, T-Y. I just think she is so cool. Um, she makes a lot of her own clothes, and I think her creativity is just stunning. I, I can't even fathom how she comes up with it, but she's just so artistically talented, and I don't know. I love the way her brain works, and she's also so pretty. I, oh my gosh, hold on. I went to go make sure that I was getting the handle right, and then I went back to my script, 
and it went all the way back. I have a doc um, that of all the scripts from all of the episodes, and so then it went back all the way to the beginning, and so I'm trying to find my place again. But yeah, Katie, so cool, so like inventive in the way that she creates her style, and I, I only just found her recently, so. I I haven't really been influenced yet by her, but I'm so excited to be influenced. She's just so cool, so cool. Um, I found her on TikTok, and I was like, immediately, yes, I need to follow her on all platforms that I I care about. And yeah, um, I'm almost, I'm almost there. I'm almost there, guys. Uh, um, oh yes, found it. Okay. Uh, Another Instagram influencer that I follow specifically for her outfits is Virgo underscore XOXO, aka Amanda. Uh, Her style is so interesting and wonderful. I heavily stand all of her fashion choices. Love her. Um, All the other people I follow that I would feel inclined to mention in this podcast overlap with other categories of media that I feel like are more in line with their main focus and therefore already included them in their respective categories earlier um now to movies you know like i said i don't watch many movies but i do have excellent taste in movies that i do watch (laughs) um and i also will watch the same movies over and over again and never tire of them it's a talent truly (laughs) but anyways my favorite movie of all time is the guernsey literary and potato fuel pie society long name i know i get a lot of comments about it but I do have to skip the first bit for emetophobia reasons, but because I already know the setting already, I don't miss anything when skipping that scene. It's the very first scene, it's only a couple minutes, and it's just setting up the scene. And for those who don't know the setting, and you also have emetophobia, essentially the gist is that it is the middle of World War II, and a group of friends on the island of Guernsey have just had a secret get-together to lift spirits, and they were drunk, walking the more drunk of the bunch home, and they get stopped by Nazi soldiers, demanding what the hell they were doing, and they had to lie, saying that they were just coming from a book club meeting called the Guernsey Literary and Potato Pie Society. That was all you missed in the beginning, um, and it also doesn't, it switches time period, um, right after that scene, so that's just giving you a little teaser into the background, you know? Um, it is a fantastic movie. It's a romance and a mystery and a historical fiction and a drama piece all in one. And the love interest is so hot. Wow. I'm obsessed with um, Michael Heisman. So fine. So f- I have to literally pause the music. The, the I almost said the music video. The movie several times while watching to hyperventilate over this man. I don't even like Manuel. And he's so hot. <laughs> he's so fine. <laughs> um... He's also Dutch, which is really, really quite cool to me. Uh, I haven't really been exposed to many Dutch actors in my lifetime. And so having, like, I didn't know he was Dutch when I watched the movie. And I looked up this actor afterwards because he's so hot. <laughs> I found out that he's Dutch and I'm like, oh, he's even hotter. <laughs> um, my other comfort movies are Emma, the half of it, both of the Maleficent movies, the older Barbie movies, don't. Y'all dare tell me they gave you nightmares because they are incredible. Leave them alone. Um, the Scooby-Doo movies, Lemonade Mouth, and okay, don't judge me for this one, but Radio Rebel because it is so fucking weird. I love, I love how Debbie Ryan can't act. It's so funny. Whenever I'm really sad, I'll watch that movie and just cry laugh. Um, and also Pride and Prejudice uh, is also another one of my favorite comfort movies. And of course, my obsession movie, the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Emma Watson was the most perfect casting that could ever have existed for Belle. The role was made for her. I will not engage in any arguments to the contrary, uh, if they exist. Um, I'm thoroughly surprised that they do exist if they do, but yeah, no, they're wrong. (laughs) I'm also so very grateful to have her version of the songs as well. Her voice is a blessing. She's so talented. Um yeah perfect for that role i do have a special place in my heart for the stupid ass horrible animated movies on amazon prime video though which does taint my reputation for exceptional taste in movies a tad 
but they're so funny. I love movies that make no sense, that have stupid writing and no one ever asked for. One of my favorites is Strange Magic, which honestly is one of the genuinely better ones, but it's so stupid. Um, the Boy with the Cuckoo Clock Heart was also a movie I watched that I thought was ridiculous, and it doesn't even have a really like solid conclusion, which upsets me. But the decisions that these characters made confuse me. I just, what even is happening in that movie? And why? Why did anyone make that? I love the art style though. That was really what made me interested in watching it. Usually, um, any free animated princess movie uh, that you've never heard on of that st streaming service is so bad and infuriating. And it's so good but they're all animated in very similar ways but this like the cuckoo clock heart one was animated slightly differently and i was like oh that's kind of cool and so that's why i clicked on it but otherwise i probably wouldn't have because it's not an animated princess movie that no one's ever heard of there's like i love rage watching those kinds of movies because it's so stupid it's like i have to pause every once in a while and be like why did you even in what world would you make that decision, rationally, with with any thoughts in your head? I, uh, that's so stupid. Um, I tried to find the titles. I didn't remember um, when typing this up, but I could not find any of them. Um, I highly recommend, though, if you don't know what to watch. The Barbie movies, though, are incredible, and I will not accept any other answer. Anyone who has ever said that they were scared of those movies or didn't like them ended up being a bad person. So, just saying just saying <laughs> of course i will list my favorites for you as this is a very important topic and you need to know the people need to know uh the best barbie movies are princess and the popper the three musketeers magic of the pegasus barbie swan lake barbie island princess obviously because of the rat song <laughs> i i re-listened to that song specifically um on spotify the other day and it's it, it holds up it's so good <laughs> um barbie a christmas carol mermaidian and the barbie diaries whatever that one's called honorable mention to the rest of the fairytopia series because bibble i needn't say more and also 12 dancing princesses and rapunzel i remember liking both of them but i cannot remember anything about them so i don't think i can probably say they're my favorites um but the barbie movies are so good um, I don't know how they managed to make everyone white and have that be someone no one in production notice. Um, it, it's very white. It's, it, it is the only drawback though. They're so good. I love how the animation of it is so funny. It's beautiful. Y'all are just pussies. I, I cannot believe that I've heard multiple people say that they have gotten nightmares from these movies. I, you don't appreciate fine art. <laughs> Quick side note. Oh my gosh. I, when I was writing this, <laughs> I wrote in all caps, Quick side note. Y'all, while I'm writing the script, there's a group of people at a table near me, and I think it's two Mormons converting some almost hipster man to their religion. I'm so interested, but ah, uh, <laughs> side note over. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I, um, I believe there's an update later, but as for TV shows, I like, I also do not watch many, but obviously top of the line is my little pony but another show i enjoy is ncis until i think like season seven or something i stopped watching a few episodes before i knew siva david aka cody the pablo was going to leave because i couldn't bear to go on without her i genuinely had so much anxiety about her leaving i just couldn't i had to stop several episodes before she left because i couldn't deal with it <laughs> i definitely have a lot of problems with the show itself but it was also always on at my house when i was younger and I love me a good crime show. I do actually have two pieces of NCIS merch because I found them really cheap at a thrift store, um, like Goodwill. Actually, no, I think I found them at Value Village this time, but they were re like outrageously cheap for Value Village. And so, did I get them? Yes, obviously, because they were like $3. And it is a show that I do watch. So, why wouldn't I? But I wouldn't go out of my way to get ncis merch if that makes sense it's not a show that i would go out and purchase merch for i don't think i would for any show really um but yeah if, if that person 
puts into perspective how I feel about the show, then cool. <laughs> Keeping on the crime train, though, I do quite like Criminal Minds. Uh, very good show. I actually watched it in secret to surprise Bestie Olivia for her birthday one year with my complete analysis of the show, um, and it was very fun. I wish it was still on Netflix, but alas, Netflix takes all the good stuff off. Um, I also really like the show You, but I cannot watch it anymore. I want so badly, but the emetophobia triggers are way too bad for me to continue. They are probably the worst triggers for emetophobia I've ever been exposed to via media. It's awful, but wow. I love unreliable narrators. Unreliable narrators are, like, the best thing ever in books, in TV shows. I just think the execution of it in this show was outrageously great. It's so cool. I don't love all the weird sex that happens in the show, but I like that no one is rational and that you really don't like anyone in the show. Incredible, 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 incredible. I think the fact that it is such a wild show is what makes it amazing. Like, the plot is so twisted and gross that it makes it so good. What I, like, I wish I could watch it. Um, and what I could watch, I loved. I wish there wasn't so much emetophobia because it is such an interesting show. Other shows I loved were atypical solely because it was a gay show, otherwise it was questionable. Um, the classic was It's a Lily Place. I also really liked um, the newer she even though I never finished that one. I got really close, but I couldn't finish it because I got too stressed. Um, <laughs> okay, we're back to the Mormons <laughs> with another quick side note. Um, one of them looks like if Draco Malfoy was the, the actor... Uh, was Mormon, and it's so off-putting because he is somehow not hot, but he like he should be, you know. Anyways, they're leaving now with their stupid, ugly ties and khaki pants, so I feel like I can breathe again. <laughs> side over, side note over once again. That's so funny. I've completely forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, they were there for a long time, and I only realized midway through this podcast what was happening. I was like, holy shit, I feel like I can't be here for this. This feels like an intimate moment that I, that really shouldn't be happening. Um, I really hope that, like, because that guy looked not like he was interested in Mormonism, but that he was, like, I don't know, pulling their leg, really. Just, like, entertaining himself with being, like, you know when, when Mormons come to your door and they're like, can we, like, clean anything for you? Um why do they offer that but like i feel like that's um something that they that happened like they came to this guy's door and he's like no but like can i take you out to coffee and they were like uh we don't drink coffee but like i'll get a, a lemon bar smoothie from cutter's point i guess <laughs> so funny so funny anyways lastly i wanted to talk about my favorite books to close out this podcast episode as i am no I have not been able to make much progress in my current read as things have been pretty hectic. Um, but I still want to discuss literature in this podcast. Um, favorite books I remember reading as a child were Paper Valentine, Smells Like Dog, The Familiars, Miss Spitfire, Uprising, and Unwind as well. As most of the, like, Unwind, most of the series. I didn't finish all of it, but it was really good. There was a death that occurred that ruined me and I couldn't continue like in the fifth book or something and I, I, I had to stop reading altogether for a really long time. I don't know why it emotionally destroyed me so viscerally but it was bad. But books I adore at my current age are first and foremost The Dark Tide. Wow. I love it. It's my favorite book. Like number one. It is so good. Um, Payback's a Witch also genuinely incredible i want to reread it so badly but sky has it still um i let them borrow it to read it but they're not reading it right now i let them borrow two books and they're not reading them and i want them back <laughs> um but i want them to read it that's why i gave it to them but god damn do i want to reread paybacks of witch um uh the good girls got the murder series is also so good it's so 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 good i can never recommend it enough the storyline is so good. The romance, the mystery in general. I just, I love that there were so many plot twists and it was such a rich storyline that I so thoroughly enjoyed. I couldn't have predicted it, I don't think. Um, also, The Invisible Woman that I just talked about 
recently. That was such a good book. And also any poetry book by Ruby Carr. And this book that I recently read called Stolen. That I think was... It, it was surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. But I loved it. It was... It, yeah. I have no, no real... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pre-write any reviews of any of these books. But yeah, I really, really loved all of them. In general, my favorite reads are mysteries, romances, low-level smut, and historical fictions. And if they include previously mentioned genres... What? What did I even write there? Oh, and historical fictions if they include the previous mentioned, previously mentioned genres. So historical fictions if they include mysteries, romance, and low-level smut. Or some combination. Not all of them need to be in there. I don't need smut. <laughs> it's just a nice addition sometimes. <laughs> bonus, bonus points if it's queer love. It doesn't have to be for me to enjoy it, but it would be really great. And way better if it was but i do make some exceptions um oh my gosh that bird came so close to me that was really scary <laughs> anyways that is going to be a wrap on this pod i hope y'all enjoyed me essentially just listing off a bunch of my favorite things for almost an hour um what, how how is the melody of the song felt oh my gosh you were so loud god damn um these are a few of my favorite things. That one? Yeah. Sound of Music? I have not watched that. I, I watched uh, a play of that that my second cousin was in when I was like 12 or something. So I don't really know any any anything about the, the storyline of that. But that song, I do know. Um, I didn't really provide anything thoughtful in this podcast, but also it i i i don't think i could adequately provide something thoughtful in my current state um at the moment next week's podcast will be a little bit more thoughtful hopefully um i have some ideas because some of my favorite youtubers released some uh some videos that made me think and so i might do a podcast episode about that those topics but i'm not sure i haven't decided yet but i definitely enjoy this podcast i i love talking about my favorite things <laughs> but anyways this has been the sexually anxious podcast hosted by yours truly aka me micah um i said that wrong but that's fine may this next week treat you well and of course say stay, stay sexy you saucy little soldier <laughs> We're having some interesting uh, send-offs today, but anyways, yeah. Stay sexy, soldiers. Have a good week.